the best places to record are either in a closet because you there's lots of clothes to absorb the sound or build yourself a blanket fort. Hey everyone, I'm Emily Reagan and you've discovered Unicorns Unite. This is a podcast for freelancers, service providers, virtual assistants, and curious listeners who would like to experience the freedom and flexibility of working virtually. We're the magic makers, movers and shakers, and the real people doing the work behind the scenes of online businesses. Welcome to Unicorns Unite. Hey everyone, I am so happy to be here with you today. I love these Thursday interviews. I love getting to talk to real people behind the scenes doing the real work. And I love getting their insight to how they got started, why they niched down where they did, maybe sometimes what they charge and what their real work looks like. And so today is no different. I have my podcast editor who I eventually hired her after having her on my show to help me get this podcast going. And the truth was I couldn't take on much more and I needed somebody who knew her stuff. I love that Emily is a military spouse. I love that she started as a virtual assistant and needed clarity and honed down in podcast management and podcast editing. So Emily Porter is my guest today. Let's dive into all of her magical insight to the podcast world. Hey, everyone, and welcome to our Thursday interview. Today, I have another Emily with us. I have Emily Porter, who started out as a VA and is now a podcast manager. That's what I'm calling you. You tell me what your job is. And she's going to tell us all about what she does online, how she got started, and how you could look into these type of services for your business. So take it away, Emily. Hi, I'm Emily. Um, I live in Fort Rucker, Alabama, in the middle of nowhere. Uh, my husband is in the Army. He is going to be a Black Hawk pilot, so that is why we're here. We will be moving to Hawaii in the summer, so I'll be living the island life. Oh, I didn't know that. Congratulations. Yes. Yeah, a little, little adjustment. Got to get over there first. <laughs> yeah. But I actually got started in this beginning of 2019. Uh, we knew we were going to be coming to Fort Rucker. And we had one son at the time. I, we now have two, but we had one son at the time and I decided to stay home while my husband was in flight school because the hours are just crazy. You know, they're early, early mornings, like 4am and you know, there's night flying. So it just didn't work out with his job because I actually had worked in healthcare prior to this. So I worked nights. So it just never, it wasn't going to work out. And I didn't want to be gone all day for 12 hours and miss pretty much my son being up from like seven to seven. So I decided to find something online while I stayed at home because I realized I give props to any mom who is just, I don't want to say just a stay-at-home mom, but who is a stay-at-home mom. It is hard, hard work. And I needed something for myself. So I started kind of looking around and I found being a virtual assistant. And I was like, I I think I can do that. You know, like, got to give it a shot. Uh, So I had actually joined a, like, um, a course. I, I don't know exactly if it's like yours, but it was just like a self-paced one. It was a self-paced course. And uh, it actually had like where you, she would put out links to possible job prospects. You know, you had to pitch yourself, but it, she taught you all this stuff. And so I joined it and actually within like two weeks, I got my first client, but then I kind of stalled because I didn't know what else I was, you know, they're like, go to Facebook groups. What Facebook groups? I was a lost cause. And so I started doing, oh, I was working with her. I was doing a lot of, um, like social media, like updating her blog and uh, putting in like things for Instagram, like new pictures and getting those all like set up and scheduled out for her. And then I actually joined, actually got an 
an actual coach, like a one-on-one coach. Cause I was like, if I'm going to make this a legit, you know, business for myself, I, I need help and I don't know what I'm doing. So oh I God, actually tell me about that. What did, what did you feel like you needed help doing? So, cause I mean, coming from a healthcare background, uh-huh. it's just so different in my mind compared to like the online space. And especially like people are looking for like social media and, you know, like a lot of administrative tasks. I could help you breathe. I was a respiratory therapist. Like you want to know how to breathe. I can help you breathe. I can help you, you know, those kind of things, but <laughs> it's, you know, it's just a completely different world. And again, yeah. like it's all about putting yourself out there and selling yourself. And again, like everything I'd really read up until this point was like, you know, try to get in these like Facebook groups or find your niche. I don't know what my niche is. Like, I have no idea. Like, I don't know who I want to serve, you know? So I, I was like, I need help. And so I got a coach who we kind of, you know, knocked down like where I really wanted to start. I was like, I would love to eventually be able to help other military spouses. You know, like if I got big enough to, you know, hire them on or teach them myself that way. Cause it's, you know, it's moving around a lot of people. It's hard to keep a job or, you know, get and find a new job every place you go. Yeah. I mean, had I stayed in healthcare, I probably would have been pretty lucky and been able to, but that's not most people. And I know, especially here where we live now, like jobs are hard to come by, especially for what you may have been paid somewhere else because the cost of living is so different here. It's a lot lower. And so people, it's like a a shock of, you know, like you're going to pay me how much, you know, and with the school. So I was like, that was my ultimate goal, but I was like, I don't know where I'm starting. So like, that's where I was like, I need a coach. And so she was really great about showing me not just like how to, you know, like pitch myself to people, but okay. Like getting, you know, like systems set up, like, how are you going to do this? Like, where are you going to like Asana, Trello, you know, like those, you know, like those platforms of like project management. And I use Dubsado. I don't know what you, for like a client relate, you know, like CRM, because I'm like, you know, to put all of your leads in and how to have a lead capture form. Cause in the first program I'd found, like she talked a little bit about it, but it wasn't like, these are the steps. And so I'm like, where am I getting this? Like, they're like, you know, you need to book a discovery call. Well, where am I getting this, you know, scheduling platform and you know, all these things. And so it was like, I just needed, I needed more help. I was like, this is a whole new world. So that's where I kind of got started. Um, And so I was doing VA work and uh, my coach actually, she has a matchmaking business on the side that's like free. But so like, if you, if you needed help and you're like, I don't know where to find a copywriter, you could, you know, fill out, she has a whole form and she'll try to pair you up with people. She's either coached or people she knows, and then they can, you know, pitch to. And she actually had someone who was like, she's like, I think you would love this is they wanted someone to subcontract for podcast editing. And so I was like, sure, I'll talk to him. And because I was like, it's what I listen to all the time, our podcast. So I was like, I don't really know anything about, I didn't know there was like this back end of it because yeah, if you listen to podcasts, it's great. Like you're like, this is a great, you know, but I didn't realize how much goes into just the back end of it. And so I ended up talking to her and that was like the end of July of 19. And I've been subcontracting for her ever since. Um, Yeah. So the, company I work for, they've actually grown a lot. She, they think they, you know, they're trying to double the amount of clients they already have right now. And they're, they have like four or five subcontractors. So they're growing at a, you know, pretty big pace, but they do a lot of, um, small business owners, like 
you know, entrepreneurs, like that's who they do their podcast services for. And so that's okay. how I got started podcasting. So explain to everyone, for those who might not know what sub- subcontracting is in this VA world. Okay. So, or at least for me, subcontracting has been, she has these clients and she needs help and she can't do it all because there's, you know, too much. She doesn't have enough time for all the stuff she has to do. And so she has hired me as to contract certain podcasts for her and that I do for her. So she pays me a portion of what she basically gets paid. Yeah. And so like, if she say, you, you know, say you get a hundred dollars for in each episode, I might get 50 or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's how it works for me. And it's nice because she's bringing in the clients. You don't have to worry about the billing. What help me out? What else are some benefits about subcontracting? It's been nice because yeah, you, you don't have to worry about the billing. The only people I bill are like her. And I have a couple of other clients that I still do a little different work for, but otherwise, I mean, yeah, I don't have to worry about billing. I don't have to worry about going out and, you know, being out on Instagram or Facebook all the time and constantly, you know, putting out, you know, pieces and pitching myself and talking to people, but I do enjoy that. So that's why I've been doing it, but I would like to also have my own clients because, you know, it's nice to be my own boss at the same time. You know, I get to be a boss, my yeah. own boss in both respects, but it's like, I still like to have the, the engagement part of talking to people. I don't want to just sit and stare at my computer all day. So I do like getting on there, but I don't have to worry about, okay, do I have something written for today? What can I post today? You know, yeah. am I getting in my DM saying, Hey, have you thought about this? Do you need, you know, like after I've made that connection, I don't just cold pitch people, but <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Cause I think that's a great place to start when you're new is being yes. a subcontractor and you can just have really like laser focused services. And as you gain the confidence in the skills, you start going off on your own. I had some girls on my own team. I was doing the same thing and hiring them to do some of the work for clients. We did everything. I mean, right. I'm so like everything from social media to graphic design. I mean, we're doing it all, the email marketing, the blogging, but it got a lot for me to manage. And so I encouraged a lot of them to go off on their own and just make, but can make better money and the clients can right. save money not going through me. But right. it's hard when you start because there are overhead expenses you're not really thinking about, the time it takes for billing. So that's why Nicole is somebody on my team who wanted to stay with me. She's like, I don't want to go off on my own. I want to stay with you subcontracted. So I'm like, okay, we can do that. <laughs> right. Like it has its perks. Like it's definitely something that, because the season I'm in right now, like I have a just turned two year old and a four month old. So my time is very limited that someone's not, you know, screaming mommy, mommy, or crying, you know, because they want to be fed. And so it has been nice for me because I'm like, I don't have to worry about those things. And I still know that money is coming in every month. So it does have its perks, but yeah, I've learned so much from subcontracting that I would have never known on my, you know, on, on my own, or it would have taken me how long to, you know, realize these things. And so it's been really nice to, cause it is, you get to learn, but get paid to learn at the same time. So remind me how you found her. She was your, she's your business coach with a client. Yeah, my business coach hooked me up with okay. her. That's awesome. Yeah. See, this is all about connections and who you know. It takes right. one client and then you can like unleash, I don't know, the floodwaters. I don't know if I said that right, yeah. but it all just can come to, into your lap when you just get one client and you do good work. And especially if that client is getting lots of referrals and getting known in her industry for her service. Right. So tell me how 
what your week looks like. I'm curious how many clients you're helping. Do you work on the same client's podcast? And fill me in on how many you're working on. Yes. So right now I do, I edit five podcast episodes a week. Oh my um, God. How long yeah. does that take you? Um, it just, it honestly just, it depends a lot on the length of the episode and how well, you know, I don't want to say how well they talk, but you know, a lot of things come with practice because a lot of people don't want to hear you say like all the time or, um, or, you know, cause you're thinking you're trying to get your thoughts together. So if you're having to clip out those things a lot, or just in general, like if you start stuttering or if I can clip it out, like it's great, but you know, it's having to listen to it. So once you start to really usually know like how they talk or the, the way they want it to flow, you can usually get it down to about a maybe a one to two ratio. So for every minute of actual audio, it probably takes about two. Oh, I will okay. say though, I am a perfectionist. And so it might take me longer because like once I've gone through and edited the whole thing, I'll go back and listen to a lot of my where I've clipped it to make sure that it sa- still sounds like, okay, this does sound right. And it's not, you know where you're like, Oh, you can definitely tell someone's, uh, you know, made a weird stop here or, you know, something like that. And so it might take me a little longer. Um, it just depends. So if it says if it's a half hour show, I'd say it takes me an hour to maybe an hour and 15, just depending on how much work needs to go into it. So it just depends, but I know I have one that I do that's normally anywhere from like an hour to an hour and 20. So that's like a three hour process, you know, two to three, depending on if, and especially if you have guests, sometimes it's more work just to get, you know, between you and the guest and how, you know, the talking. So it just depends. So where, how does a respiratory therapist learn audio editing skills? A lot of it's, you know, learning on the job. Um, so when I started with her, she, she gave me, um, a loom video. If you've ever used loom, it's great. And so she kind of went, she, you know, showed like she took one of her episodes and was like, this is where I would, you know, like you see this long pause, I would cut it, to, you know, cut it down and just kind of some of those general things or like where you kind of like slap, you know, smack your lips together when you're trying to, you know, get a new thought or something. Nobody really wants to hear that. So learning, you know, like she would show kind of that some of it, she just talked through. And then, so for the first, I don't know, like say five episodes that I did afterwards, she went through and actually listened to them and gave me feedback on Okay. Yeah. Like, you know, I would have maybe done this or, you know, but some of it really is just, I think if you have an ear for it, it sounds really funny, but I mean, really, it's just, if you kind of notice those like small nuancey kind of sounds when you're listening and being like, that doesn't sound right. Or, you know, trying to figure out the, the way it should go. So I think a lot of it's just over time, you start to pick it up. Mm-hmm. If it's something you like, if not, you're just going to be like, do, 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 do. Sometimes I'm like, this episode, if it's, and if it's something that's not really thrilling me on like what I'm listening to, it is sometimes hard to pay attention to like, you know, like, oh crap, where am I? Like, what was I doing? Like this podcast lost me. This topic is not my thing. Yeah. Oh, what so do you need to do the editing? What, what software? So I use GarageBand. Um, if you don't have a Mac, cause it's, it's, I like GarageBand and it's all I've ever known. Uh, there is a thing called audacity. It's free and you can download it to any, uh, any type of, you know, computer and then it will work on there. I've done a little bit of work in there. Like I've used it to um, do some noise reduction where if you like, if your computer fan is on and you can hear those in like an episode, you want to take that stuff out. Um, So I do use audacity for like noise reduction, but you can just, you know, cut and clip and it's just, I I know GarageBand, so it's easier for me, but there are other ones. There's um, 
Adobe Audition. That okay. one costs money, but so there's a ton of them out there, but those are probably like the three big ones that people typically use, or at least in this world. If you're like super into like those narrative podcasts or like there are some, I think, oh, bigger, yeah. you know, like uh, software out there, but probably for any of us, it would be one of those three is just fine. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for the practical recommendation. So I use iMovie to edit a lot of my own videos and yes. I can look at the sound file and I see all of my tongue clicks mm-hmm. before I start. I see some of my clients, I can just see the um. Mm-hmm. I've gotten so fast at it, I can just go right there and just cut it out without even hearing it because I know what the patterns look like. Yeah. It's a beautiful mind. <laughs> yes. And sometimes you, you will start to be like, oh, like I can clip it here or I can do this. Mm-hmm. But I mean, a lot of it is because everyone talks so different. It's like, oh, you just. Yeah, but like clicks, I can do. I'm like, oh, there's a click. Like, but I mean, I have to listen all the way through. But yeah, I have used iMovie, and iMovie's pretty nice for some of that stuff too. <laughs> I I just was not trying to buy anything new and just keep it simple. But it's right. how fast I've gotten. I've only been editing videos for maybe a year and a half now. I used to do it back in college, and then I mm. didn't want to touch it. Yes, it's just so important right now that I I had to kind of brush up my skills and just get over myself and learn it. It's yeah. probably not that hard. You just have to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, for somebody, I, this is a different client. I actually write all of her show notes. They actually, they do video and audio for their podcast. And I don't touch how to, uh, you know, clip those together. Like doing, I was like, that's not in my wheelhouse right now. Like not something I really want to learn, but she wanted to take clips of just her because she has a co-host. And so I actually clip in iMovie myself and clip, just where it's like of her talking. And then I, so that way she can put them to like her Instagram stories, her Facebook stories, her, you know, so I have done a little bit of nine movie. That's, That's all they need. Sometimes it's just this, yeah. this clip. Yeah. So it's, it's not bad. And then it's just like transcribing it, which I use something to, but then I was like, it's always funny when you have something like the, you know, automated intelligence, like transcribe something. And then you look at it and you're like, that's not what they said at all. So then I go back in and like, but it's better than me having the timestamp, all that stuff. So, yes. Oh my gosh. So, okay. So how you're working on five podcasts a week right now. Yes. Right. And then you have your own clients. So tell me about the different services you provide as far as pre-production, production, promotion, just fill us um, in all of it that goes into it. My one client is actually still a VA client. So he has nothing to do with it. The only other one, cause I really have just stuck with the subcontracting. Cause I got rid of, I'd been doing a lot of social media prior to that and they've all, okay. you know, separated from me, but I do also, it's the one I was talking about. She already has the podcast edited because they do the video with it. And that's not something I do, but so I go in and I take a listen to it. Uh, I write the show notes for it. Uh, I create the graphic for it. Oh, like, for, so for like Instagram and Facebook, I'll create the graphic, which I actually do an audiogram. Yeah. It's like, you know what an audiogram is. And yeah. so, if for anybody who doesn't know what an audiogram is, it's just a clip from the podcast itself of, you know, like, and it's usually some sort of like a tip or a, you know, a juicy part where you're like, Ooh, I want to li- make, you know, listen more to this. You want, you know, your audience to listen more. So I'll clip that piece it with the graphic that I've created. And then I put it into a website called wave W A V B E. And that creates the audiogram and then you can put captions with it. And so for some of them, I put captions and for other ones, I don't because they do guest. And so that one, just a big clip of the guest. But so I do the audiogram for her. And then I actually create the um, social media, like 
captions and then I upload them for her. So I do all of that for her. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Yeah. So I do. Uh, I recently discovered Headliner and yes. I've been doing that one and I like it because it pulls up the podcast automatically as right. soon as it's published. And it's just, gosh, all these programs are making life so much easier for us. Yes. You know? Yeah. Uh, I use Headliner for um, my client, like for those clips of her, but mm-hmm. she's realizing like, like the videos are off centered, like of her, but I think it's because the way like she's filmed, she's not quite centered. So like sometimes they're off. So when they go into story size, she's not centered. And I'm like, well, first of all, I didn't even notice until you told me. So I wouldn't have noticed. And I'm like, there's no way for me to adjust this in headliner. And so like, now I'm trying to find a different site that will create the transcription of it and all that. And I'm like, so much work, but there's so many out there, but then it's like, is it free or am I going, you know, like, is it going to have to be a paid subscription because there's one called subtitle which i just found oh which looks really nice and i think it's a lot of what she was wanting but it's one that you have to pay every month so it's like oh my god as the client are you willing to pay right and you know but the podcasts are already paying for hosting the va work and right they're not usually making money from a podcast it's usually kind of a top of funnel yes so to have to 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 be able to be a va and find the free tools is awesome but i don't know if i would want to pay for that either yeah. Maybe if I were Amy Porterfield. Right. Exactly. Hi, Amy Porterfield. <laughs> By the way, I got to meet her new podcast guy that she hired okay. at her event in San Diego. And I asked him, I was like, okay, I got to ask a smart question and seem smart. And I was like asking, I forget how I phrased it, but I wanted his best tip for getting your podcast found. And he yes. told me that they do, they take the transcripts. Yes. They put it on another blog post that's hidden. So that way it's pulling up all of the SEO. And mm-hmm. I think that's freaking genius. Because, you know, yes, they, yeah. already, they already have the transcript that they provide. Like not all right. my students do that, but I never thought about embedding it in a blog post and hiding the blog post. Like I got to find the logistics of how they did it. Right. But, um, I was that's good. That's good to know. Yeah. Because that bumps up your, you know, your SEO rating. So. Yeah. <laughs> That is ingenious. I won't lie. Yeah, yeah. So if I if you find out the steps, let me know. If I actually do it for my client right now, I'll let you know. So okay, we have a couple questions. Uh, can you tell Carol really quick how long you were a VA before you decided to niche down to this? Like, give her your quick timeline again. Okay, so I started like I started in January of nineteen. I didn't really like make it official until about March of nineteen, where I was like, okay, this is what I really want to do. And then I started editing in July, but I wasn't like, it was like September, beginning of October. I was like, don't really enjoy social media. It's not something that is for me personally. And so I was like, I really want to just do podcast editing. I just had to put it on hold because I uh, had to have a baby. And so everything got put on the back burner while I had a baby and, you know, took a little bit of, tried to take a little bit of time off. <laughs> so it was like this year, January, I was like, okay kind of announced to the world per se, like, Hey, this is what I'm doing now. You know? So I guess all in all, I mean, it was maybe nine months from when I started to when I was like, this is what I really like to do. But it it gives me the flexibility. Cause like when I was doing social media, I was having to be on, you know, like Instagram, Facebook Monday through Friday at certain times, you know, because that's when they, my clients needed to be posting and engaging or, and I'm like, it didn't give a lot of flexibility for me. Cause I'm like, I, I have to either be around or on my phone. And I'm like, with this, at least I know I can be like, okay, I do most of my work. Like I do a lot of my work on Sundays and Tuesdays now. Oh, so, I love it. 
Yeah. And so, I mean, it's nice because like my husband's home on Sunday. So if I need to really go and work, I can be like, I got to go. I'm going to go out or I do it during nap time. And then like after they go to bed, because I have two, two episodes that come out on Tuesday. So I like, I'm like, I like to have those done for sure by, you know, like Sunday. That way it gives it a day. I have a little bit of time, you know, and then I'll do some on Tuesday or in Monday during nap time if I can. But yeah, Monday, Sunday through Tuesday is about my big, like, this is when I work. And then I, you know. Yeah. Because you can pretty much count on your your clients getting the podcast by a certain date. Like, do you guys have, explain how that system is. And also just to piggyback off this question, are clients batch editing? Like, tell me how that looks from the back end. Hey, this podcast is sponsored by my very own GIF and sticker making workshop. Turn your clients' videos into GIFs, design branded stickers for Instagram stories, and master the art of making your own GIF for promo emails. This is fun unicorn magic that we can do behind the scenes easily for our clients. The workshop is one hour, just $17.99. The link is in the show notes or go to emilyreaganpr.com slash GIF workshop. That's G-I-F workshop. Back to the show. Um, for mine, they all have to, they're supposed to, supposed to have them in like three days prior to when they go out. So if it goes out on like a Tuesday, they're supposed to have it in on Saturday, which is nice. And then, so sometimes they don't, usually they'll give me a heads up like, Hey, like, you know, if they have a guest and it's not done until like Saturday late and you're like, I probably won't have it until, you know, say Sunday morning or, you know, which is fine. Cause I don't usually do a lot of work on yeah. Uh, Saturday. So, so not a big deal for me. But then you and, uh, plan on it. Like, okay, she's coming through. I need to allot three hours for this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I kind of, uh, it's just, I wish I could do something in three hour blocks. It just never happens around. <laughs> but yes, that's what I kind of like. Okay. Like on Sundays, I'm like, okay, if I have these two episodes, like it's going to be, you know, five, maybe five-ish hours, depending on the, the length, you know, but so that's how I kind of plan it. Um, that they, they're supposed to have it in three days prior. Like, so if I don't have it in by like Saturday and it's like Sunday, I'll be like, Hey, just trying to see where your, you know, episode is like, just so I can plan because, because they are people I subcontract for, but they're like, if they don't get it in and you don't have time, they know, like if they don't have it in on time, it may come out later than their regular scheduled day. So they're all aware, like if for some reason it's in late and I don't have the time or, you know, something comes up and I only have limited time, like, yeah. I mean, you didn't get in until Monday. It's due Tuesday. It's probably not going to come out yeah. Tuesday. So not everybody is aiming Porterfield and works three months ahead. <laughs> right. Um, well, yeah, and, episode. Yeah, none, <laughs> yeah, none of mine, none of the ones I do batch episodes, like batch them. It would be great if they did. Some of them get them ahead pretty early, which is nice. So then I'm like, it gives more time to be like, okay, I have some free time. Like today, like somebody already had it in. I'm like, oh, I'll just start doing it today. That way I don't even have to worry about it, you know, come Monday or, you know, whatever. So, so just, can I ask you how you, how you charge for this? And I'm going to guess it is a per project rate, but yes. uh, fill everyone in on that. I bill per episode. So um, it just kind of depends on, because all of them kind of get pulled at a different rate. So like if I just do str- just do the straight editing and w- I don't just edit. We always, we create the audiogram for them and we upload to their media host as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'll do all of that. If I just do the editing and uploading, I get paid $55, $60 versus if I do something with show notes, I get paid more if there are show notes included because I have to sit there, take the notes myself and then 
yeah. turn them into something. So yeah. that obviously takes a little bit more time. So I get paid more if I show notes are included. And then the one that's the longest, because she also has some, it's not just a straight, like, Oh, she's talking the whole time. Like she has some extra clips put in there and there, they are longer episodes where she likes, like if she has a clip, it's like one of her, somebody she knows might be like trying to kind of promote themselves on hers, but she'll, you know, add them in. It's like a uh, segment. And so it's like, they're talking, but there's also music. So you have to fade the music in, fade the music out, you know? So it's just a little bit more uh, time involved. And so I get paid more to do okay. those extra things. And then actually I just started launching for them as well that I don't know what I'm doing price wise, but yes. So I'm doing starting to do launches as well. So for your subcontracting clients. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. How does a, a launch really differ from I know you're, you you want to release a couple at a time, but I'm just thinking out loud. How does that really differ? Like, do they need more handholding? I guess they need cover art. Yeah. It's more handholding. Like they have it. So they have it kind of like step-by-step, step, like kind of do this. You're going to do this, you know, create your episodes one, two, and three. Cause usually they recommend anywhere from three to five episodes that you already have ready. So when you actually the day of your launch, there's three episodes or five episodes, you know, that your potential viewer can listen to because you don't want to just listen to one and be like, now I need to wait a week or, you know, two weeks to listen to something else. And so it's, yeah, I'm getting the cover art done. And a lot of them have a, like a preset, like audiogram cover as well. So it's not just the cover art for the, you know, like if somebody pulls it up on Apple podcast, like, oh, it's not just that clip, but they'll have an audiogram one. So it's like, you have to finalize that. You have to get your media host set up. So like, are you going to use like Libsyn, Anchor, you know, what kind of media host are you going to use? Um, finding music for your like intro and outro. Are you going to talk in your intro and outro? Or are you like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be the voice in the intro outro. Like, are you going to find somebody else to do the intro? You know? So it's a lot of steps or, you know, like what microphone am I going to use? Yeah. Um, we also do like uh, test audio to make sure like how it's sounding before they even go to record. Like, okay, does this actually sound good? Or do you maybe need to be closer or further away or, you know, you really over enunciate maybe something where you really hear those P's or be, you know, where maybe you need a filter for this, you know, things that, you know, it's just so it actually, when you go to record, it's not like, we can't probably use any of this. Like, let's try to go back, you know, so at least you, so it's just like baby steps to getting to that whole big project. And so, and I know the person I subcontract for, like, she does a lot of mindset coaching with them as well. Like, cause you know, yeah, you say you want to start it, but it's like, getting all over all these humps, like, what am I going to talk about? How am I going to do this? Like, yeah. how can I eventually make money on this? Like, you know, I think there's just a lot of things. And there are some easy ways that I think people forget when it comes to like, you potentially making money off your own podcast. Mm -hmm. You can talk about yourself. Like if you're a coach, talk about your coaching. Like, yeah. hey, you know, I offer one-on-one -on -one services because if you get one person who listens and is like, I need this depending on what your coaching services cost or, you know, whatever you might've made back a decent amount of money or, you know, like it's, I think people always think sponsors, like these big name sponsors and you have to have thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of downloads to really make any money off of sponsors. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. That is so true. And it, I think people are, there's a word out there called uh, pod fade. Have you heard of it? When people start their podcast and a lot of them are doing it for, visibility and because they're supposed to, and then right. they just don't have the follow through with it for whatever reason. And then they 
pod fade. They just kind of fade out and disappear. And I think a lot of it is because they start probably doing it all by themselves, doing everything. And it's a lot of work. Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. Like, that's why I'm like, I don't think people understand. Like, it's not just like you record and you put it up. Yes. you (laughs) Right. Yeah. Like, yes, you could just record and put it up. Yeah. But obviously, quality content over quality sound is probably, you know, more important. But does somebody really want to listen to a podcast that sounds, you know, echoey the whole time or lots of ums and clicks and where you're like, oh, my God, this is, you know. So it's like, then you do you want to learn how to edit? Because it's going to take you at least a couple hours, probably, depending on the length to edit and do all these other things. And so I don't yeah, I don't think people realize all the steps that are involved it costs to do that yes i have a quick uh logistical question how do you know you have a podcast ready for you is it in a google doc a dropbox like how do you get sent the podcast we get them all sent either through google drive they all have their own like separate folder so they like it has their artwork their intros their outros a couple of the live episodes that are already been live and then like you know a couple folders for like if they're already ahead, like, so, you know, episodes say 16, 17, 18 are there. So you can drop in your thing and then they just let us know. Otherwise, uh, we run everything through Slack. Okay. And so otherwise they'll just drop it in the, like a Slack channel and we can download from there. Okay. And kind of let know people, okay, pass the buck. Now it's your turn. I've done my yes. part. Yep. And so when I'm done, then I just notify them and they're like, Hey, your episodes, you know, ready to go. You know, everything's good to go. So. I cannot believe you've only been doing this for a year. You sound like such an expert. I am so impressed. I cannot wait to help you get more clients because I'm trying to send people your way. Who I know. I appreciate it. I'm like, I really did. I had no idea you'd only been doing this a year, let alone the podcasting thing seriously for kind of a few months. Yeah. I mean, so that's why I'm like, that's why I haven't complained like about subcontracting because they actually asked me to do a little bit more. And I'm like, great, sure. More I can learn. The more it helps me, more it helps you. So I'm all for it. Yeah. It's nice. It's just, again, it's fine at the time. It's hard being a mom and trying to work at home. Yeah. And what a difference that makes for your family. I like just, you know, knowing you have five episodes a week and you can pretty much count on that income every month and you could take on more if you, you know, once your kids are bigger, I know with me, when I had little kids, I mean, I still have little kids, but I would work before I did daycare. <laughs> I would work Sunday morning, Saturday morning, in the evening and at nap time. And that's how I got it all in. And it was always little 15 minute chunks. Yes. And that yes. kind of drove me crazy in one way. That's like a whole nother topic. But I love that you have a per project rate. So you can just get it done and not keep track of the hours. That's yes, awesome. it is nice. Yeah. Though they sometimes they've asked in the past, like, how many hours is it normally taking you? And I'm like, I don't sit there because I'm like, I'd have to be on off. Like, oh, my God. I just guesstimate because I'm like, I don't have time to do that if I, you know, because, yeah, it's like I'll try to do like 15 minutes and then somebody's like, mom, mom, you know, can you come here? And I'm like, "Uh, yes. So, yeah, nap times. But now because my kids are at different stages, a lot of times they don't nap at the same time. So it's been even extra hard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Okay, I have a couple more questions and then we'll wrap it up. And um, uh, Carol is asking, how much did your coach cost you? My coach cost me, I think it was a little less than like, it, it was like 5,000. It was a lot, but it was for six months. It was three, like one-on-one, like coaching calls every month. And then, like I said, she had the matchmaking service. So that's actually where a lot of my clients originally came from was through that matchmaking service. So 
I made back everything that I paid her and more by, you know, maybe not by the, by the end of it, I think I, you know, made it back, but then I had invested in, cause I did had a different computer. So I had to invest in a MacBook, which was fine. Cause I, I have everything else Apple. Why wouldn't I have a Mac? Like, yeah. so, you know, but, and then, um, there's also like, I bought editing software as well, like, um, noises and stuff. So like, you know, to fix the sounds and stuff. So all that cost money too. So, but to me, she was worth it. If yeah. you can get a coach and you know, you're, if you're confident in yourself, like, Hey, like, yeah, this is however much, but if I can make this back, even if it is six months later, you didn't lose anything either. So, so you are making me look really good right now because my digital media VA crash course is only $500 and I do matchmaking. So I'm getting lots of client leads and I'm getting better at the mindset stuff, but you know, 5,000, I had no idea. I just, that just made me look so good. So thank you. <laughs> but it is yeah. that you need to, whether if I'm not your, your coach or your teacher or whatever you call me, it all right. people who progress faster, they learn from someone who is ahead of them and knows what they're doing. You also progress faster if you have a network and is proof of that like she starting out new it would have been really hard not impossible to get clients and let alone for you find your niche you know for that which is amazing so just everybody take note and then the people who are in my crash course go watch your lessons (laughs) yes Yes. your money's worth out of that (laughs) yes they are extremely helpful. Yeah. Investing is definitely expedited where I probably would have been, or I probably would have honestly given up prior to, because I'm like, where am I supposed to find these? Like you say it's so easy, but yeah. where is this? Like, yeah. So. <laughs> oh my gosh. Who says it's easy? It's not. It's not. No, but you know, you'll see these people like talking, like, it's just like, people like, I made, you know, 10 K in two months. And I'm like, how? you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and they're not saying it doesn't happen, but for most people, that's not reality. So reality is you get started, you're making an hourly rate and just trying to get as much experience as possible and saying yes yes to everyone and all the the tasks and figuring out what you want to do. And it's not a six figure business. It's like, right. You know, I'm not trying to pretend it's something it's not. Okay. Real quick. I want to know what your favorite (laughs) podcast is, Emily. Uh, My favorite podcast. I'm weird. And I like personal finance podcasts. So nothing to do with what I actually edit usually. Um, so yeah. I like afford anything bigger pockets. I'm kind of in that weird space of like, Gosh, I've never listened to any of those. Yeah, I'm just I'm like, but it's nice because it's not something that I edit. So it's kind of a whole different like realm of listening. Yeah, I did like the one. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna blank out. It's a money one. Oh, I'll get back to you later. I'm just not on my A game today. Okay. Also, now after editing all of these podcasts and getting a lot of people at the back end, what makes a good podcast to you? Like, what are you noticing? Uh, one, uh, for me, like sound is obviously a, a big thing and it sounds hysterical, but let's be real. Most people aren't going to be able to record in a like, you know, sound studio. The best places to record are either in a closet because you there's lots of clothes to absorb the sound or build yourself a blanket fort. <laughs> it, a blanket for because it still absorbs all that sound and then but so because me i'm like having listened to so many i'm like when you hear the, all those echoes like so like if you were saying like i want to create a podcast and you can turn facebook lives into podcasts which is great but i mean i'm in an, pretty much an empty room you're in a big room the sound you can definitely tell the difference and so for me like sound is a huge thing that and just really knowing like what you want to talk about 
because some people it's like you can really tell that I don't think you have to have a script for your, you know, every episode, but mm-hmm. a general outline of what you're really wanting to talk about is really helpful on, you know, making smooth transitions and just kind of having an overall, like, this is what I want to talk about. And it's not like, well, today I just decided I'd hop on and, you know. Yeah. That doesn't get my attention at all. If I'm a listener, I'm like, ah, oh, sounds like you were lazy on this one. Next. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, sometimes it's, it's nice if. I mean, like, even if you have like a Facebook live or something, those are great, but it's, if you can really clip out like, Hey, like if you're live, you know, if you're here, like mess, you know, or you have any questions. So like, I've done a lot where I've clipped out those things. Cause I'm like, if I'm listening to a podcast, I don't really want to know that you really reuse this. Like I wasn't your most important. You're not, you know what I mean? So like, oh my gosh, yes. This is such a, like one of those things that makes me angry. I feel like it's so lazy. Just to- Yeah. Like I understand like, cause it's a lot of work if you're doing Facebook lives, yeah. a podcast, like I totally get it. So like one of our clients that I usually do, she does do a lot of lives, which is great. And I, they're very informative. And sometimes I'm like, man, cause she's like a dating coach. So oh, you're all so smart in the dating world. <laughs> I'm like, man, I need you like, you know, before married my husband. But, you know, like she uses lives and so, but I'm always clipping out like, cause she'll be like, does anyone have any questions or like, what are you guys' thoughts on this? I'm like, nobody wants, you know. Yeah. So I mean, you're editing her content. I mean, you're really paying attention to her message, which I think is unicorn yeah. status for sure. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. And those are things that I think are important because I'm like, I just want, you know, you want to be like that person that you're, who's listening to your podcast is the only person you're really talking to, yeah. you know? And then, yeah, sound is big and knowing knowing what you want to talk about. Yeah. At the same time, um, I'll listen to Shailene Johnson's podcast and she'll do them on her phone in the car. Yeah. And they sound fine. And right. sometimes not perfect is okay, but you definitely don't want it to sound bad where you can't even yeah. inaudible. So yeah. I know it is kind of funny. Sometimes I've had other people, like I've listened to other ones and they're like, Oh, like, I, you know, when she was walking like the streets of Vegas doing it, and I was like, how does this sound so good? But I've listened to other ones of yours where I'm pretty sure you're sitting in your house and they sound awful. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like, so yeah, usually if you're doing it on your phone, they don't, they don't usually come out that well, but sometimes they do pretty, you know, pretty good. Yeah. And I do love me some Shailene Johnson. So, <laughs> well, I like your, your best tip, best takeaway from this entire interview is set up a blanket fort. Yes. Your clients to set up a blanket fort. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Well, that- for joining us go ahead and please put in your social media or I'll try to put it in the description because you have your hands full but tell everyone where they can find you and also if anyone wants to send her clients um where are you on Instagram uh you can find me on Instagram at emily.s as in suzanne.porter that's the best place to find me that's where I'm usually on I do have a Facebook page and I'm a little lax on <laughs> Cause it, cause I've switched over. I haven't really got my Facebook page switched over yet. Cause okay. that's happened. And just like I'm in the process of getting a, you know, website because again, yeah, I changed services. So what I had isn't really apply anymore. So it's just getting all those steps done. It's just life has happened. Instagram is off of that. Some of my VAs are really getting stuck on their names and their Facebook pages. And I'm like, look, it's just not as important right now. Everything's going to change. So this is, good testimony to that if that helps any yes I struggled with like knowing my name in the beginning I was like I don't know I don't know what it you know like should I just be my name my name's pretty generic you know like Emily Porter it's not something you know it doesn't per se I don't want to say stand out you know what I mean like and uh 
my coach was like, you can name it whatever you want. And so that's where I'd come up with my, uh, what my business page is, which is Deco, which is just like my son, my oldest son's name. Cause this little guy wasn't here yet. Uh, my name and my husband's name and then like company. And now I'm just like, I'll probably end up just going by my name because yeah. I don't need to have anything special because if somebody wants to work with me, they're going to work with. They're choosing you. Yeah. They're choosing me. They're not choosing. Oh, she's got a cool name. Yeah. You could have a cool name and not know anything. So it doesn't really. Yeah. And when I saw yeah. that, I assumed that it was an acronym. Yes. Uh, probably because you're military. I don't know. Uh, and I, it also says nothing about what you do. So I think branding yourself is smart. I think your name is, um, it is common, but not, I don't know any other Emily orders. So I think yeah, I'm done with it. So yeah, well, that'll be fun to watch you brand that. And I wish you the best of luck. I can't thank you enough for being here and you. on Instagram. Yes. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. Bye. So please reach out to Emily. She's on Instagram. I know she shared that, but definitely check out the show notes. Follow her podcasting tips. If you're interested in being a niche down digital media VA who does podcasting, Emily would be a great resource to follow and connect with. So next week on the show, we are talking about how to exploit the one thing you're good at and make your freelance business a lot of money. So I'll see you then. If you're ready to learn the digital marketing and social media skills that will get you hired online, head over to vacrashcourse.com where you can learn about my five-week program, the Digital Media VA Crash Course. Small business owners and solopreneurs want to hire someone who gets it and who can help them implement just about everything. They're looking for a magical assistant who does it all. With my comprehensive training, you can get your foot in the door and become a unicorn. Check out vacrashcourse.com. I don't want to dilute. That's not the word. Gosh, I'm really bad with words today. What am I trying to say? Not dilute. Dilute. Can I I sneak out for one second? My son is screaming bloody murder. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. I'll be right back.